Welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Podcast with Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, where you will learn about natural solutions to common ailments. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are excited that you've chosen to listen to our show today because we have a very exciting subject for you. Or maybe something you've never heard of before, the correlation between the two. Most people always think there's a thyroid problem when they do our lab work. But sometimes um, it may be that gluten is the cause of the thyroid problem. So today's show is called, How Does Gluten Affect the Thyroid? And Dr. Lewis is going to explain a little bit to us about why that would be happening, um, what the correlation is between a thyroid problem and and some other kind of issue. So, Dr. Lewis, can you uh, get us excited today and motivated about what gluten has got to do with thyroid? You always talk a lot about gluten, so um, maybe you can give us the connection between that and what has that got to do with your thyroid? You notice, folks, she always talks about exciting, and I'm like, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes over here. So how do you make gluten exciting? Uh, you know, I do always have an opinion, and Janet tries to reel me in, keep me on track, which I doubt she's going to do today. But uh, gluten is a bad thing, and I, you know, I read all over Facebook, and people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they don't believe that uh, gluten, you know, issue is real. It's like, well, that's because you don't have uh, symptoms that manifest themselves because of it or you don't have symptoms that you correlate correctly to that and keep in mind sometimes there's a correlation but not a causation between two things you have to use that spirit of discernment gluten is a real issue and we're finding out more and more on this uh the specialty test that you can find on our website and we've had some incredible results going from the regular thing we do which is where you should always start but then going to the specialty testing I literally thought I had cancer. I mean, my guts hurt so bad. I'd miss most of my high school reunions uh, because my guts were hurting so bad. And uh, I thought it was, then I thought it was diverticulitis. And then, uh, yeah, 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 it was gluten. And when when we think there might be a little bit of hidden gluten, Janet gives me some kind of pills. I don't even know what they are. But uh, for Eric, who showed us the Gulf of Mexico while I was uh, talking to him yesterday, uh he says he has not been taking his digestive enzymes, and I hear that a lot, especially from men. Well, come on up here and buy us lunch because Janet will bring the digestive enzymes out of her purse and give them to you. That's the only way you can get your digestive enzymes is buy us lunch and let Janet give them to you. So, you know, we have to take um, – yeah, you have to put a lot of effort into being healthy. I want to say something about those digestive enzymes. I think one reason why people don't do those is because they think they have to wait until they have a meal, which they they do, but then they don't have them with them. I think that's the issue because right. of capsules. Uh, for people that have an issue or don't take them along with them, we do have one that's a, a chewable that we chew right before we uh, eat our meal. And I do carry those in my purse because they're very convenient and you just... Because Dr. Lewis wouldn't remember. Well, and he has a hard time swallowing too, but that's how, how we kind of got started on them. And it's uh, they're a lot easier to carry around because they're in a chewable form than trying to keep up with the capsules. So yeah. see, I'm solving problems here. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, living with me, she's had to... Uh, you know, one of the things I would uh, like to say is a little bit off the subject too, uh, 
you know, Janet said, thanks for listening. And and I've heard people that says, well, I heard Janet and you, Doc, on the uh, such and such, you know, whatever podcast where we were guests. And I've had several people lately say, well, I didn't know you had a podcast. For goodness sake, tell somebody to listen to a podcast. You know, they might like us, they might not. But if they don't know we exist, then the possibility of them getting healthier and living a healthier, happier life will not exist. So, you know, please, please share this. And we do get more and more downloads all the time, but we still have time. We can take care of more people. So, uh, you know, please, please share the podcast and tell somebody, listen, and one one lady says, oh, I heard your podcast, and she's super religious. I said, well, was I preaching the Bible or was I cussing? She said, you did a little bit of both. I said, okay. Let them decide if it's a good fit. Uh, now, what was the question, Janet? Uh, I'm, well, <laughs> I'm back to gluten. Okay. I thought that maybe that gluten was just a big buzzword because, you know, you hear gluten-free everywhere. Yeah, it's like 5G, 5G, 5G. Yeah, and you kind of just tune it out after a while. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. You're just a posh person that thinks they need to eat gluten-free. But thyroid conditions are fairly common because of, thi- uh, because of gluten, right? I think so, and, and it depends on who you read and what expert and what uh, research that you read, but most of the so-called thyroid experts agree that gluten is a major, major contributing factor to Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism or autoimmune disease against, you know, when it starts attacking its own thyroid. It's just because Dr. Hashimoto discovered it. I think it's a big thing, and giving up gluten has changed my life, unless, you know, you can get it hidden very easily, and that's when Janet gives me something extra special. I don't know what she gives me. Serenade. Serenade, okay, I just swallow it. But are thyroid conditions uh, more common in women or in men, or is it about the same same uh, degree of who gets it? Or, or it's 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 more common in women. I think it's eight to one women to men, and I don't know if it's the stress of living with a man that makes them more prone to to have it. But it's it's very very predominantly women. Hmm. Uh, and I wonder if that's from gluten, or I wonder if that's from like hormone issues as well well the answer is yes yes uh and and again uh i was talking to jackie and edwin yesterday and folks it's okay to call me i love talking to them as much as i liked uh, talking to maria the other day i mean you you make my day let's talk about immune system and this is off the subject because janet and i have two different sets of notes when we try to stump each other and try to make this fun all right immune system uh Hormonal imbalance, yes, there is plenty of research that, and I'm not talking about internet opinion, I'm talking about real research, that DHEA, now DHEA comes from the adrenal glands for the most part, and it's a anabolic or building hormone. Well, that can be also controlled by the thyroid, free T3, most specifically. But there's plenty of research that says in autoimmune diseases like lupus and rheumatoid, for example, and inflammatory bowel disease, we're going to get to Crohn's celiac, IBD, inflammatory bowel disease here in a minute, but there are doctors that think that it's good to give doses of DHEA up into the 200 milligram range. I rarely, 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 rarely get beyond 25 milligrams. I don't know about this 200 thing. That that gives some people a lot of anxiety, I think, the more you increase it. 
That's yeah, why we do lab. Yeah, and, and you know, some people they have anxiety because of the good changes, and they quit it real quickly. And I and I said this to a person yesterday. Most people give up right before they have success. That's in a book, I think, Three Feet from Gold. I think's the name of it. I read it 30 years ago or something. But you can take DHEA, and I try to explain uh, why DHEA, it has over 150 functions to repair your brain and your body. And, folks, if, if I put you on DHEA, you really need to be on Pregnelolone. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm guilty and I did this to Eric down on the coast yesterday. I said, well, I didn't add this. You really need it because he was on a pot full of stuff. Of course, he didn't care. He just wants to be healthy. Thank you, Eric. And he looks it. Yeah, yeah, he does. Or maybe like, it was the beautiful background behind him of the of the ocean. I'm not sure which one, but it was a combination. I think I was going to adopt him as my son. So, uh, so yeah, DHEA, if you're taking that, if you don't mind, uh, Pregnelolone actually helps with that. But it helps with all these things. Your body uh, rebuilds itself using DHEA. And the analogy I use is, well, if you're going to build a she shed, do you want to pick up a load of uh two by fours and, and bricks or do you want an 18 wheeler load to really impress your woman and build a really she shed well you want more to build bigger and better well that's why you want higher levels of dhea well and you know for the people listening out there that have never heard this before about dhea or pregnant alone those are tests that you can have done on lab uh, and the other part of that is, and we had a lady in here yesterday that came in and said, I've gained 40 pounds. I think something's wrong with my thyroid. My doctor has run my thyroid, said there's nothing wrong. I said, did she run the five different parts of the thyroid? No, she ran a TSH. That's a thyroid-stimulating hormone. That's your brain getting a signal. That's not thyroid function. And she said, and I questioned her about it and said, well, aren't you going to run the right the other parts of the thyroid and she said no you don't need that why would i do that and we're not knocking the doctors and there's there's plenty of uh, evidence that they kind of have their hands tied with the system so to speak and but their thyroid ain't never going to be right like that so yeah well and, and you know i try to say things that makes people think you know that's so, so shocking i say well yeah these reference ranges cover the 400 pound uh, Walmart people that we make fun of. Janet gave me the look on that one. I love Walmart people, and I don't care if you're overweight. Love you anyway. But it covers a sick America is the point. It's common, but it's not normal. And I've looked at labs from other countries. They have an entirely different reference range. So that's just taken off what's common. You need a free T3 at the very least. So if you're thinking, well, what do I need? At least get your doctor to run that. If they won't run that... We run that, and we do it across the United States, and we do it very inexpensively. So that way you're not guessing, you know, exactly what's wrong with your thyroid, if it is your thyroid, whenever you get done. And we're going to talk about some of the supplements you should take. Uh, but, you know, you also need to stop uh, a lot of the inflammatory foods. There was a question from Jason the other day on Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis about glycation. And he felt better when he went pretty much uh, keto, and I didn't really finish answering that. Glycation is usually uh, because you're eating too many sugars, simple carbs, sugar substitutes, or the bad oils that's associated with frying different things. And, you know, the anti-inflammatory foods, I'm not going to get into it, but it's mostly just fruits and vegetables and, and things that we, you know, I've got a list here that's probably 50 of them long, and most of us eat the t- same three or four, and that's it. 
Well, and I have a question about thyroid also. I mean, I know the answer, but I'm asking it as a person that may not know the answer. Good. If she stumps me, she can tell you the answer. Uh, No, I'm not going to tell you. You'll see how smart you are. Um, If, you know, because they're listening to this and they're thinking, that's what's wrong with me. I have a problem with my thyroid and I need to speed it up. Is it true that a malfunctioning thyroid can either be underactive or overactive? And is it the same symptoms? You know, the symptoms can overlap, and that's why I always tell people, just because we give you a list of symptoms, don't diagnose yourself. I mean, you know, go see your primary care physician and see us. And I also tell people this is not a a substitute for primary medical care. It's definitely big-time complementary. But, yeah, it can be too much or too little. We treat people that have fatigue, but also we treat people that have ADD, ADHD. Well, and doesn't your thyroid control a whole bunch of different organs in the body beside, you know, I, I, most people know it controls your heart, or if you don't know that, it and, does and actually G, control And GI your heart. system. Yeah, yeah, it, it does a whole bunch. That's what we say down here in East Texas. Yeah, you know, the thyroid's like a woman. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, so just trust me on that one. If your thyroid ain't right, I don't give a flip what you do. You're not going to be healthy and happy. It actually controls your central nervous system, your autonomic. What's your autonomic nervous system? Well, you've got different types of nervous systems with different uh, functions, you know, ones that work automatically, like, you know, sometimes people... You know, might get their spine broken, but their autonomic nervous system keeps their heart beating, keeps keeps the, the breath the way it should be. So, I mean, you know, yeah, you've got sympathetic, parasympathetic, you know, da-da-da-da. It gets kind of complicated, but... It controls your bone, believe it or not. So when women come in here and say, I have bone loss, thyroid very much has got to do with bone. And, and folks, if somebody tells you for your bone loss you just need to take calcium, you need to run, 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 mm-hmm. because that's not even work close we had that in here yesterday too i know you know Uh, we've got probably 400 products sitting in here on these shelves and and this sweet lady and i knew what was coming before it came out of her mouth she goes my doctor thinks i need something for my bones he wants to give me this drug and i don't want to do the drug and And we don't tell him to do it or not no and she's he told her to come get a good calcium i thought oh geez it's way beyond that um, Brandy was here and actually helped her through it a whole lot. Talked to her about vitamin D, you know, <laughs> thyroid, believe it or not. Yeah, you've got to have the specific ratio of magnesium. And most people don't talk about boron. And then there's a bone morphogenic protein. Most people don't understand that bone is 50% protein. If you can get the protein rebuilding and get the uptake uh, of the proper uh, minerals, you can regrow bone much much faster well and that's what you've always said is like well calcium's like licking a limestone rock and obviously if they're losing bone they can't absorb to start with so how are they supposed to break down calcium with no help well especially if it's wrong kind you know people will do the wrong kinds and you know there's a difference between organic and inorganic so uh yeah let you know find somebody you trust and follow their instructions and one more thing i'm getting way off track here but most people give up much too quickly and i, I read some studies the other day where there was a drug trial and the drug made an 18 percent difference after six months 18 percent which i'm rolling my eyes thinking well that's not a whole lot and gave it 
six months to do that. And you've got to understand they sometimes skew statistics to make it look better than what it is. So, folks, give it time. And people say, well, I'm going to give you a month. I said, well, number one, it's not my responsibility. Number two, there are physiological limitations, and there's limitations of time. And if you have this uh, impaired uh, uptake of nutrients, you have gut issues, you're going to have to give it even longer and longer. And it really helps if you have the faith to do that. Faith faith counts for a lot. I talked to Edwin and Jackie about that. I love that couple. They're as sweet as they can be, but... Uh, a lot of a lot of people like that, but one of the inflammatory foods that counter this long list of anti-inflammatory foods, one of the major ones is gluten-containing products. Yeah, because I was going to ask you about the gluten intolerance link, because um, there's research that will that links gluten intolerance and autoimmune issues. Yep. So they're saying if you have an autoimmune condition, um, the underlying cause of your thyroid disorder. Your relationship with gluten may be an exacerbating factor. Oh yeah, yeah, and it can manifest in other ways. You know, I'll break out real quick, have a histamine reaction. That's why we look at monocytes if they get high. Uh, you know, that's why I quit beekeeping because instead of getting easier when they'd sting me, they would get less. They would they would get more inflammatory to the point I thought I was going to die one time. It's like. I kept going for another year because I'm brilliant like that until Janet very gently coerced me to go have fun instead of working on the bees. Well, you know, and then we talk about um, people, some people don't know what an autoimmune problem is. Things like Graves' disease or Hashimoto's. Your body's attacking itself, basically. And that's a gut issue. Right. And, and, um, it will make you crazy. I mean, we've, we've literally seen people come in here and they, they, they look like they're ready to jump off a cliff because they don't know what to do about it. Or they're mean and angry and I'll look at them and say, you know, that anger doesn't belong to me. It's because you don't feel good. It's not your fault. And then all of a sudden they just melt and say, oh, somebody that understands. And because their thyroid is all over the place, the doctor will run their lab and it's like way high. And so they give them medication for it and then it goes way low because they've over-medicated if them. If they say you have a bouncing thyroid, you really ought to have a few more tests to see what's happening. And again, we're not using supplements to uh, fix diseases. We're using supplements to replace and, and increase the uh, uh, physiological response mm-hmm. so your body can you know, deal with it itself. All right, let me let me jump. Well, I want you to talk a little bit about what we use for that, I, uh, oh, oh, because some, you know, there's people out there that are going, "Oh, I have the bouncing thyroid." Well, what do you give people to kind of uh, level that out? You're not raising their immune system, to, so to speak. You're stabilizing what's yeah, going yeah. on, so that. Yeah. And and then they're like, well, how long do I have to do this? Because forever, you know, yeah. Now it's better, and then I'll stop. But well, you know, an but autoimmune problem does not go away. It has replicated into your DNA. You cannot kill it. It would kill you. I've seen one person totally reverse it because I challenged his faith because he's a preacher of a very large church, and he totally reversed it using his faith. But yeah, what do you do about it? I, I'm sorry, baby. Let me let me back up. Okay. Some people say, my doctor put me on vitamin D, now my vitamin D is normal, so he told me to get off of it. And I said, well, you know, I just, you know, filled up my truck full of diesel. I never have to do it again. So, well, that don't make sense. If it takes a certain amount of nutrients to get you to the where you're supposed to be, how long do you want to take this stuff? Well, as long as you want to get healthier and healthier and go, you know, get old slowly. So there's there's a couple of things that 
is very important, and this is called Thyroid Essentials Plus, but you can take it even if, even if you don't have a thyroid problem because, you know, it's got some vitamin A and it's got uh, riboflavin B2. Most people don't understand anything about B2. You don't hear me talk about it uh, too much. Uh, B2, riboflavin, you know, with vitamin A, and that's why it's in the formula, it helps maintain improved mucous membranes. So think about that in the digestive tract. It facilitates the use of oxygen. So think more energy. Uh, helps with the tissues of the skin, nails, hair. Eliminates dandruff for many, many people. It helps the uptake of B6. You've heard me talk about B6. Allows the neurotransmitters to cross the blood-brain barrier, which makes you happier. It's needed for metabolism of tryptophan, and that means tryptophan goes into 5-hydroxytryptophan, which goes into serotonin, which makes you happy. Uh, if you're low in riboflavin, you know, you'll have inflammation and cracks in the tongue, skin lesions around the mouth. Um, you know, skin stuff, dizziness, hair loss, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's in thyroid essentials. Yeah, and it's, it's got a lot of other things. It's got tyrosine and copper. It's got uh, chromium, zinc, and manganese. Do you know why people get uh, gray hair? It's because under stress, think again, thyroid handles stress and gets overwhelmed. Think, and, and, and the adrenals are part of that. The adrenals are the ones that put out DHEA. So you undergo a lot of stress, and it takes away manganese. Manganese, nobody ever heard, hear, hears of that. And it replaces it with zinc if you're lucky and calcium, and the hair turns grayer and grayer. And that's why I'm graying very, very slowly. Is manganese in that thyroid essentials? Duh. Uh-oh. I'm going to up uh, that one. Hey, honey. <laughs> Not that I have any gray hair, but I'm No, actually, her hair looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it has tyrosine, and you have, you know, if you understood what the amino acid tyrosine does, everybody would take it. Uh, and, and so it doesn't matter if you don't have a thyroid problem. It's really good because it has the zinc, has selenium, it has the copper, uh, it has the manganese that we talked about. It has the tyrosine. It has the ginseng and you know all kinds of different things that's really, really good. And it has the iodine. So, okay. But Dr. Lewis, I've read on the Internet that if you have Hashimoto's, you should never take iodine. That's like throwing gasoline on a fire. Yep, I've heard that too. And I've seen it in books of the so-called experts. Folks, I've read the research. You can go up to about 200 micrograms of iodine and under that it seems to drop the antibodies the things that are working against you go over 200 then you can have a problem we know what we're doing here yeah 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 and i learned still when you talk it's like that's pretty cool well you know it's you know somebody wise once upon a time said uh, the dose maketh the poison or maketh the cure well, uh, talk a little bit about olive leaf because I, you keep talking about Hashimoto's and um, people are wondering, well, how do you stabilize the thyroid? Is olive leaf something you would use for that? Yeah, because it's very antiviral, antibacterial the, the, against the bad ones. Olive leaf, and you know, a few, just a few years ago, we used one that's not nearly as strong as the one we have now. Janet says, Stephen, you don't look right. Would you please take a couple of olive leaf? In about 30 minutes or an hour after taking it, I start feeling better, looking better. Olive leaf is absolutely incredible. Some people use it as a natural antibiotic. 
Some and, people use it to lower blood pressure. And that's medically researched. So I'm going to try to make this quick. When I was in the hospital after a uh, spider bite, they couldn't understand why I didn't get the MRSA, da 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 And I was giving a lecture to the nurses at 3 a.m. about olive leaf. That's why I didn't get methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus. Olive leaf is a kick but great thing. But it has to have a high amount of oliprin, which is what makes it work. Yeah, ours is stronger. Used to, we'd have to use like eight uh, pills. And now we have, to, well, like on Hashimoto's, three. Good, good, good. Okay. And then um, one other thing I'd like you to talk about before you get back to what you were talking about. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> we don't either. Uh, <laughs> it's all over the place. He's got a bunch over there. But back to gluten leading to autoimmunity. Uh, like when you ignore food sensitivities, your gut often pays the price in inflammation. And over time, inflammatory foods like gluten can degrade the delicate lining of your small intestine, leading to permeability or leaky gut. When this happens, food particles are able to slip past the protective mucosal layer between the cells lining the intestinal wall and reach your bloodstream. The protein portion of gluten called gliadin is a common culprit now don't we have a new product that has got something to do with helping to repair the leaky gut issue yeah and we're really excited about it and what it's called is sbi spore and the thing about it is the spores of these bacteria they can stay dormant when it's an unfavorable environment and wait until it goes further down into a more favorable environment uh, of the GI tract. So this this has a combination of effects. Uh, uh, you have, well, we call it push and pull, okay, just, just to be simple. You push gently the non-resident uh, bad bacteria and yeast and fungus back, uh, by using the good ones, and then you pull because the SBI, which is a bovine-derived immunoglobulin, begins to uh, bind with and pull the bad lipopolysaccharides, the gram-negative bacteria, those cell components, and other toxins from the environment. So it's a push, it's a pull, and it these different species sense and communicate. Uh, and they produce different active compounds that deter unwanted organisms. That's one reason I'm a big fan of butter, and I rarely say why. It's because it has butyrate in it. Bad bacteria and yeast hate butyrate, so eat your butter, not margarine. But the, the, when they communicate back and forth, uh, these uh, spores... They have a networking trigger that produces enzymes, and I said that the other day. If you're not eating enzymes, something's wrong. It's not going to work. But that in and of itself stops or in, at least inhibits undesirable bacteria. I think the SBI spore is really good. I've, I've added that in now for probably six weeks or so, and I can tell a big difference in my gut health. I don't know if she's giving it to me or not. He doesn't know what he gets. I just give him things. I hate to ruin it on the show, what he's taking. Yeah, well, somebody asked me that one time. It's like it'd take, it'd take a whole blooming show if we explained how much I take that I know of and what Janet puts in my drink. It'd take a whole show to, to talk about all that. So, Well, and you were talking a little bit about the food sensitivity testing that we do. Um, because when you're talking about gluten gluten problems that can it can be like an iga or a 
IgG antibody that are tested, um, and those these antibodies are the they're created in response to gluten particles in the bloodstream. IgA and IgG are delayed response antibodies. So when we do or send you for that gluten sensitivity or the it's called the wheat zoomer test. It will actually tell you if you have a problem with IgA or IgG and know to stay away from gluten. Uh, the people that have done this testing, right now it's $600. It's a special price we have on it. Um, they're and like, that oh my is gosh. cheap, 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 cheap for what you get. Right. They're like, I don't know if I want to spend that. But everyone that I know that has done it that's reported back to us, it's totally changed their lives, and we, they take less supplements because they're not eating the wrong things all the time. They get yeah. educated about what they're having an issue with because it's different for each person. And we got a sweet uh, email from Lauren this morning that did that. She was the first one that did it. Thank you, Lauren, for trusting me. I promise you I'll treat you like my baby girl. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's a good thing. and. I didn't do it. I mean, I did it, and I thought it was a great thing, but I wasn't convinced, so I had Janet do it, and we thought that was a great thing, the thing we actually learned, and we still didn't trust it. We had Janet's brother do it before we unleashed it on you. We had to make sure it worked. Okay, but, you know, sadly, we're coming toward the end of our show. I know I have not let you talk much, Dr. Lewis, because I know you had more information over there. Right. So what else would you like to share with us? Uh, kind of wrapping up our segment about gluten and thyroid problems. Well, it has to do with the immune system and, you know, what happens with, uh, let's say, IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's, whatever. You have to replenish zinc in order to repair the intestinal permeability. Uh, zinc's not stored in the body. People with Hashimoto's and other, other autoimmune diseases should always do zinc. And when you lose zinc, you have an impaired taste and smell. Have you ever heard that around COVID? Well, that's because your immune system went downhill. And we've had plenty of people taking a lot of supplements that got COVID and just breezed through it. And then we had other people who said, well, I'm going to wait. I've got COVID. I'm going to wait to take the supplements. No, you need your need to give your body fuel. So, uh You've got to watch it, though, because zinc, if you take it by itself only, it can deplete copper and iron. And for people like me, oh, 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 tidbit, people that have high copper, which tested in my hair analysis, they crave, huh, chocolate, walnuts, and avocados. That's my three favorite foods. So I guess I need more zinc to displace more copper. It's not always that easy, folks. Let us help you figure it out. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. Please share this with somebody else, and thank you for all the kind words, Debbie Sue. I still got your jar of honey here. Um, of course, you got to drive 500 miles to get it. Folks, we will treat you like we do family. Well, okay, maybe better than that, but uh, share this with somebody else and bless someone else. We hope you have a good week. We'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.